Let's get into it then. All right. Awesome sauce. I ask that the gods and goddesses of our respective paths bless this circle so that we may be free and protected within this space. And if you have this one word, pagan or paganism. For the pagan community. Exactly. Right. The, the big umbrella. And that was fucking fantastic. Of the podcast ever. We're three pagans. Exactly. We're three pagans. And a cat. And may the works this day of be of the highest good for all present and those listening. So mote it be. The circle is cast. Hail Dictinus. Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. Before there was any water, there were tides of fire. Both our tones flow from the older fountain. Welcome to Elements Fire, the 185th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of poet Robinson Jeffers. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelocityRose.com. You may call me Ode. And Mary Meach, you may call me Gwyn. I am Ode's mother. Clearly. Yes, has been taken out by a migraine. Taken out by a migraine. We've got we've had stormy weather like so many mm-hmm. other people around the country. That's a pretty consistent trigger for cars migraines. Yes, it so. is. But before we begin that, we should do housekeeping. Anything we need to cover in housekeeping? Um, no. I, obviously, the only other one is if you receive any kind of email oh, message yeah. or I am from Gwyn on Instagram or any of the social medias saying, I have a message for you and trying to get you to get a reading with me. Obviously, it's false, so please just ignore it. Gwen is like the IRS. She won't contact you. (laughs) You have to contact her. (laughs) Is that how that works? Yeah. Every every tax season, the IRS puts up a little notice being like, we're not going to call you and uh, accuse you of tax fraud. Anyone who calls you and accuses you of tax fraud is a scammer trying to get your money. That's right. So yes, I will not contact you for a reading. Period. Uh End of sentence. Yeah. Anybody who wants a reading from me will seek me out. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So we are house kept. And house swept. So last week... (laughs) We talked about this. I have an inability to remember that wands are the fire suit in tarot. That's right. But wands are the fire suit in tarot. Thanks to everyone in the Discord who tried to give me helpful mnemonics to make that work in my brain. It it didn't, but I appreciate your efforts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in the tarot, fire is representative of intention, action, will. Energy. Energy. Um, creative inspiration. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's a, it's a great suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love getting wands in my, yeah, in my reading suit. It's always very promising. It's always very forward momentum uh-huh. kind of thing. And that's really the way the element of fire is. It's, it's very powerful. It's very movement oriented. Well, and I think what I love about wands is like even the wands cards that are like that have more negative connotations mm-hmm. like it's the one I always call play betting. I think it's three of wands mm-hmm. um, which is talking about like a, a rival or someone who's sort of nipping at your heels. Mm-hmm. It's talking about a negative event or a negative relationship but in a positive building way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know I love that card because every time I see it I, I see that as like you're, you're going to be challenged and pushed to rise above and, and to... To elevate and improve yourself, you're going to be challenged by this person. So, like, I don't think there's a single wands card that I actually just don't like to see in a reading. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, even, like, ten of wands, which is, like, you've been overburdened. Mm -hmm. What ten of wands means is you took on all those responsibilities. You got where you need to be. Now it's time to put some of them down. Right. Or to pay attention to what your body needs. Like, Mm. every single wands card I love seeing in a reading. It always has something 
useful to say. It does. That's true. And fire as an element itself is, like all the elements, very powerful, but it is not some... I think we think of fire as something we tame. Yes. This is something I wanted to talk about. And it is not something... I don't think it is something we tame. I think it is something we cooperate with. Yes. Because it will consume everything. So I think about fire like wolf dogs. So a wolf dog is a hybrid animal that is the result of both dog and wolf parentage Mm -hmm. um, to various degrees. Right. Wolf dogs are not domesticated the way dogs are. Right. They have dog ancestry, so they are not as wild as wild wolves, Mm -hmm. but they do still have wolf ancestry. They are not fully domesticated animals. They are never completely tame. That's why ownership of a wolf dog is prohibited in a lot of states, Mm -hmm. or you need very specific licensing Mm -hmm. to own and care for a wolf dog. They're not domesticated animals, even though they look more like domesticated animals. But so, so I think about fire the same way I think about wolf dogs, right? Mm -hmm. They are beautiful. They are to various degrees under our control, Mm -hmm. but they are never tame. Right. They are not domesticated. They are cooperating with you. (laughs) Exactly. They are agreeing to work with you under specific conditions. And fire is exactly the same way. And I think when we think we have fire under control is when that's when it's most dangerous that's when it's most dangerous when you lose respect for fire yes on tiktok there are these videos uh witches who have been using spells Mm -hmm. with fire and it gets like crazy out of control and it's like okay somebody did not plan this well someone Mm -hmm. did not have the respect Uh for what they were working with because i mean you sit there and you're like holy shit that's like a conflagration in your (laughs) cauldron and it's that's okay to do. Oh, yeah. But you have to be prepared to deal with that, exactly. right? You have to have... Water or flame retardant. Yes, reparative, reparative measures, measures prepared. Safety. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because every time you work with fire, it's different than working with other Fire elements. is not safe. No. And <laughs> there's no way to make fire completely safe. No. Mm-mm. Something else that I think is interesting and that sort of is part of this conversation mm-hmm. about the, the untameness of fire. Right. Is that when you deal with a lot of natural disasters, mm-hmm. what you're dealing with is aftermath, right? Mm-hmm. You don't try to stop a hurricane from happening. The hurricane is just going to happen. Mm -hmm. You try to survive the hurricane and clean up in the aftermath. Mm -hmm. We don't take that approach with fire. No. uh -uh. We fight Mm -hmm. fire. You survive other elements. Mm -hmm. You fight a fire. Because if you don't manage the Mm -hmm. fire, Mm -hmm. it will just keep going. It'll just keep eating. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It'll keep eating and burning and consuming. But it's interesting, the fight fire with fire is... Mm-hmm. Uh, is an actual technique. An actual yeah. technique. It's it's both a, an idiom mm-hmm. and a, a technique where, especially if you've got an out-of-control wildfire, wildfire. Yeah. they will use fire breaks mm-hmm. that are un, that are being managed and controlled yep. to contain the fire. Mm-hmm. And the, But then you still have a devastated area. Yep. Of both where the wildfire was and the containing fire. Yeah. Well, and what what you eventually have to do to manage a wildfire mm-hmm. is you create a space that the fire can't cross. Uh-huh. 
where there's just nothing for it to eat. Which I think is where the, the containment the, fire yeah, comes in. The, con- the, the containment fire and the fire break carve out a path, basically, right. that the fire can't jump across. Right. But everything inside the fire break, you just have to leave to the fire. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's important. Again, we've talked in every single one of these episodes... About having respect. About having respect. <laughs> but I think we have to also understand with fire that I think there is kind of a unique... It, it's a consumption yeah. thing. You know, it... You feed fire. Mm-hmm. Fire, and whether you feed it or not, fire eats. Fire eats, <laughs> whether it's oxygen in in the area mm-hmm. or it's fuel, fuel or you know wood or whatever, coal, whatever mm-hmm. it is, the fire is feeding on. It it is something that is consuming and feeding and growing and has action mm-hmm. because of that. We don't control fire necessarily. Yeah. You partner with fire. You partner with fire. Yeah. Um, and you have to respect fire as a wild partner and not as a tame partner. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's that's an important distinction. Mm-hmm. Elle says, and it is indiscriminate about what it eats. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Fire will consume anything it comes into contact with mm-hmm. that it is capable of consuming. Mm-hmm. And that's why your fires need to be contained, right? So if you're having mm-hmm. a bonfire, it needs to be in a fire pit. Exactly. And the function of a fire pit is to create a zone around the fire of things it can't eat. <laughs> Well, for instance, I've started making candles. Mm-hmm. We have a candle burning yes. here that I, I made. Every candle that you ever use, whether it's for spellcraft or ritual or just because they're pretty and mm-hmm. you want the ambiance, you never leave alone no. in a room. <laughs> never have an unintended never have candle. Never have an untended candle. and Not like, even for five minutes. I mean, because something could happen if you have mm-hmm. a pet something could the yep. the pet could knock over a the candle a bug could land in the candle and mm-hmm. set it off like exactly. something could fall off a shelf uh-huh. i mean these are kind of like these crazy scenarios but they're but really not they're really not they're really not so the, even though a candle flame mm-hmm. is is contained is contained and it seems like an innocent mm-hmm. working of fire right because it's it, so small because it's small it is still a wild partner mm-hmm. that you have to work with and pay attention to. Yeah. I think that's part of it is you have to pay attention. This is not a partner that you can just let go and do its own thing. Mm-hmm. You have to pay attention to what fire is no, doing. No, and like we've done a, a ritual before on mm-hmm. solstice. Yeah, yeah. Where you leave a candle burning through the whole night. Right. Um, to the next dawn. Yes. And when we do that... I stay up with the candle. Absolutely. I stay awake, sitting in front of the candle, doing ritual work with the candle. I did it this last yeah. this last winter solstice. All night until dawn. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot leave a candle unattended. And it also, because the candle and because fire in general requires you for safety purposes, to be paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. I think it also, because you have to be there, mm-hmm. it lends to it a quality of intention mm-hmm. and makes it easier to focus on the ritual of the candle. I agree. Because you can't afford to leave it. So like when I when we do those long solstice rituals and I have you have to stay up with the candle all night, mm-hmm. Well, if I'm going to be doing it, I might as well be doing ritual during that Mm -hmm. time, right? I might as well be focusing on the thing I'm here for. I think that's a value that's maybe sometimes overlooked with candles Mm -hmm. and with candle work and 
incorporating fire into your magic. Well, for instance, when I do a candle spell, I usually use those smaller chime candles or spell candles. Mm -hmm. And the way our, our uh, living room and our, our ritual room is, mm -hmm. is laid out, I can sit on my sofa yep, and, see and, everything. and see everything that's going on in the ritual room. And so when I have a spell going, mm -hmm. you know, a spell candle, I sit in a very specific place mm -hmm. so that I'm paying attention to, is it burning down? Mm -hmm. Has it gotten down to the butt? Because I let my candles burn all the way, all down, the way down until they extinguish themselves. Is it down into the mm -hmm. base of the uh, candle holder? And, but throughout that two hour process or mm -hmm. whatever, or if I'm do burning a, a larger candle, it's like you said, I'll, I'll glance at it to see mm -hmm. how it's doing. And in that glancing, I can take that You're moment to the magic. feed the magic and enhance the spell yep absolutely but you don't have to be like staring at it the whole no, time but it just it does just, just re it requires your attention yeah, more frequently in a way that other spells don't right exactly. it demands your attention it demands your attention in a way that other spells don't if you're going to partner with it safely yes and if you're not going to don't use fire in your work <laughs> exactly exactly something else to bear in mind uh with candles and, and candle safety is that obviously flames produce heat Mm -hmm. And depending on what you've used as your candle holder, you have to pay attention to things like thermal shock. You have to concern yourself not just with the damage that the flame mm -hmm. can do, mm -hmm. but with the damage that the heat can do mm -hmm. to the surface you put the candle on. Mm -hmm. To One time we had some candles burning on, on a, a shelf. shelf. Yeah. And we thought there was enough clearance between the shelf and the, the ceiling. Spoiler alert, there, there wasn't. was not enough clearance between no. the shelf and the ceiling. And it was because of the heat. It was the heat. The flame never got, It was no. there was plenty of clearance between the candle the, and the and, ceiling. And the flame never the flame, got out of control. No, it was a completely controlled flame, but the candle generated enough heat that it scorched the ceiling. It was because of the candle holder. Because of the way it was shaped. The it way it was shaped. funneled that heat up Straight into up. a narrow cone mm -hmm. that scorched the ceiling. Yeah. But so these yeah. are the things you often discover by fucking up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, oh, and the other thing we need to be careful of with fire mm -hmm. is when we have, like, I love to put, like, stones and crystals and things in my in my windows. Mm -hmm. But you do have to be careful if you notice a sunbeam coming, uh -huh. shining through onto something that could burn. That is creating, yeah. And it's creating a, a heat. You can get, you, you could create flame. By, by a misplaced quartz by crystal. By a misplaced quartz crystal. Absolutely. Yeah. So you got to pay attention to that kind of stuff too. To how you set your stuff up. To, yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny when, because you don't think of those things. No, but I mean, ultimately the sun is uh, on fire. It's a great very big far fireball. Away. It's a great big ball of flame. Great big <laughs> ball of flame. And so it's very far away. So normally we don't think of it that way and we don't see it that way. But if you uh, intensify the sunlight far enough, it'll turn back into a flame. Mm-hmm. In that way, we also have to consider fire is mm -hmm. present. It just needs the right circumstances yeah, the to right ignite. Conditions. The yeah. right conditions to ignite. Yep. <laughs> concentrated. Concentrated light. Light. And, and some kind of tinder for it to catch and some on. Kind, some kind of tinder, yeah. Yep. So, okay, backing up a little bit. In ye olde alchemical elemental system, fire is... Shockingly, the hot and dry element. Gee, I wouldn't have imagined mm -hmm. that. Hot yeah. and dry is fire. Actually, Heraclitus thought that the soul was made of water and fire. The, the objective of a man's life was to Im improve the purity of the fire in his soul. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And that's another thing. Fire is purifying. It is. Yes. 
You um, can cleanse and purify with fire. You just got to do it real careful. Like. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and don't do it with anything that's uh, flammable. flammable. <laughs> Unless you, you want to destroy as you purify. The zodiac signs that are associated with fire are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. And something I was reminded of while I was doing this research is that fire is heavily associated in a lot of cultures with divinity. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. the sun in the sky is, like we said, this big right. old fireball. But it's it's associated with the gods, the souls of the gods, with the souls of man. Sometimes, so like the the story of Prometheus yeah. is that like fire was this gift, this technology exclusive to the gods, and mm-hmm. Prometheus stole it and gave it to as mankind gift, yeah. as a gift. But think about it when you whenever you have sat, whether it's with a candle mm-hmm. or with a bonfire or mm-hmm. something, there is kind of a a, a magical energy Mm -hmm. i can understand how people through our you know our ancient ancestors felt that connection to divinity that Mm -hmm. connection to spirit through gazing at fire or experiencing fire in some way Mm -hmm. or another yeah fire has um, a sacred quality i Mm -hmm. guess that that humans instinctively feel it also has a life-giving quality because we can cook with it Mm -hmm. we can warm yes ourselves helps us survive winters survive (laughs) i mean so yeah it there's a lot of layers as to why fire would be considered sacred and in in a lot of cultures burned offerings are very traditional Mm -hmm. rannon is saying not fully appreciating the fire talk because they have healing burns from work my sympathies, Rhiannon. We've all, I've, I've been burned. Oh, yeah. You know, we've all experienced some kind of burn, some severe, some Go not. Go get the aloe. <laughs> you know, you learn, you know, don't touch the stove because right. it's hot. I I frequently give myself like a like a minor burn mm-hmm. from, because I have like a compulsion to, to fuck with the candle wax, <sighs> which I don't recommend to anyone. I'm very attracted to candle wax for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so like every time I have a candle, it's, it's, I'm, it's, I'm fighting the temptation to stick my fingers in it. <laughs> L, not Rhiannon, also said sunburn. Yes. You know, because what did we say the sun sun. is? Great big faraway fire. Exactly. Which also heats and allows life on our planet to exist. It's what created the conditions for life, yeah, Yeah. on this planet. Yeah. Yep, that perfect balance. That perfect balance between the earth and the sun and the moon. They work in cooperation. The atmosphere giving us just enough protection from the heat while trapping enough of it for life to to exist. And yet we still need to respect the sun. Mm -hmm. Not spend too much time out in it. I also think... You often see fire as a representation of the concept of energy. Mm-hmm. Like when you, a lot of guided meditations especially, they'll describe your core energy as a fire mm-hmm. in your solar plexus or yeah, something. Like yeah. to envision feeding the fire with your mm-hmm. breath, that kind of thing. We visualize energy as fire or light. Mm-hmm. Because, well, I think because... I mean, fire is energy. Right, exactly. Yeah, it is. Fire is energy. Light the is vi- energy. The visual component of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes right down to the health of our bodies. Like we do still, we do need sunlight because mm-hmm. it it creates certain things in our bodies that are healthful that create energy for us. Yeah. L says fire isn't a thing like the other elements are. It's a process. Oh yeah. And that's that's absolutely true. And so that makes sense as to why if it's a process. It, it is about creating energy, and so its qualities include creativity mm-hmm. and uh, movement passion. and passion and all of those things that are active, mm-hmm. because fire 
is inherently yeah, active. active. And as soon as fire stops having activity, it stops existing. Exactly. Fire does come and go. Yeah. But unlike, say, water, mm-hmm. where um, even when it's going through the water cycle and mm-hmm. is in different stages, it's always water. Right. Fire is not yep. always fire in different stages. There's mm-hmm. just... Fire. The fire is lit or the fire is dead. Yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't have anything to to feed it, mm-hmm. to, to eat, to eat, then it ceases. But think of a volcano. Yeah. Talk about fire. Yeah. The the molten the molten lava. Yeah. That's you know, that's it, it's Now lava volcanoes are sort of fire and earth. Yeah, they're because, a cooperation because the between the two. The lava is is molten earth. But it is fire that is being fed the minerals and and the yeah. things in, you know, that are combined in a volcano to and the gases mm-hmm. and things. So air is part of it too. Yep. And it's a it's an amazing thing to It's a volcano is a cauldron. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I got the chance uh, many, many years ago now, in 2009, to go to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And I got to, the chance to go to uh, Arenal, which is a, is a volcano, an active volcano. Mm-hmm. And I went to La Fortuna, which is the city right at the base. <laughs> at the foot of... At the foot. And we got to go to hot springs that are heated by mm-hmm. the volcano. But as we were there, I mean, it was a rainy kind of cold day. Uh-huh. But you could smell the sulfur. Uh-huh. And you could see the sparks. At the top, at of, the the top of the volcano. And just, just restlessness. Could, yeah, the restlessness of it. You just, you know, choom, choom, you got this, mm-hmm. you know, sparks. Nothing, you know, there wasn't lava, like, flowing or right. anything. It wasn't erupting. It was just... It was burning. Yeah. It, it was, was just... It was just gently awake. <laughs> gently awake. And you see this, you know, these spouts of, of molten lava. And it, it's a... It really is a cauldron. Mm-hmm. It really is a cauldron. And we are... The foolish humans who build our cities at the base at the, of these, at the of these, foot of these volcanoes. Of these volcanoes. Yeah. Humans have always done things like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. We, we will live anywhere in spite of any conditions. And fire uh-huh. frequently helps us do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, fire was one of our earliest tools as a species. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first partnerships we made with the elements exactly. that allowed us to survive the elements mm-hmm. and to, to press into more inhospitable climates, mm-hmm. places where we shouldn't be able to exist, but, but, we, yeah, we, but do. we do by, uh, by grit and determination. Uh-huh. Exactly. And by adaption, we, mm-hmm. we we adapt to the environment, and fire was a big and we adapt, reason that we could do that. And we adapt the environment to us. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, fire is is doing that, is saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to warm up this environment mm-hmm. so that I can survive it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fire is, again, If it, it's a dangerous partner, but mm-hmm. it is a partner Yep. In, in all of our lives. Yeah. In every day and in everything we do in some way or another, yeah. fire is a partner. Whether it's magical or mundane. Our Tiger Nick summons you to Valhalla Tap Room in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Join us there for a wide range of unique meads, craft beer, and meat tales. Cocktails built around our meads and inspired by classic drinks like the Mojito and the Bloody Mary. Valhalla also serves handcrafted Italian sodas for the kids and designated drivers and offers three unique alcoholic slushies each week. This week, Ode suggests ordering Estra, a seasonal drink inspired by peaches and cream and only available until the end of spring. Valhalla is open Thursday through Sunday 
Find our hours online at norsenectar.com and follow Valhalla KZU on Facebook for upcoming events. Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus. Light things on fire. Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus. Thank you for the good read. Related to that, to the fire was one of our earliest partners, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a an interesting dichotomy with fire where it represents to us both control and dominion mm-hmm. and chaos and disorder. Mm-hmm. It's this life-giving thing that permits us to have greater control of our environment. Build our civilization. Build civilization. Um, grow as a species. Uh, expand our knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, before the advent of electricity, you know, we were reading by candlelight, writing by candlelight. What about our arts? Our, our yeah, our, has our, been you know, our influenced by... Because we need fire to make Things. the paints and, the, and to fire the clay. And, and the glass blowing mm-hmm. and the metalwork and the forging mm-hmm. and all of these things are partnered with fire. Right, so, so fire has been this glorious and bountiful thing for us, mm-hmm. but it's also this thing that can destroy entire civilizations, mm-hmm. right? Like the Great mm-hmm. Chicago Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, the Atlanta Fire. Yeah, uh-huh. The most recent fires in California. In California, the Amazon burning. Mm-hmm. Like, fire can absolutely wipe us out as much as it has given us the opportunity mm-hmm. to build these these great works. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, it, it has a really complex character. It does. It does. Both a blessing. And a curse. And a curse in some ways. Yeah. It is a partner that mm-hmm. is wild. That, that must be respected. You know what I think uh, another good correlation to fire is? is the good neighbors. Mm-hmm. They can be excellent partners if you treat them well and wisely, mm-hmm. but they are inherently dangerous, and they are wild, and they are never exactly what you expect them to be. Exactly, exactly. I think recognizing how frequently fire does feature into your life, mm-hmm. even because like, even if you don't cook on a on a wood fire right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're still using heat and convection and combustion to Mm -hmm. cook your food Mm -hmm. and to heat your home and to power your vehicles right and qualities of fire are still attached to those processes Mm -hmm. even if there's not an open flame involved Mm -hmm. well think about you know we have electricity but if the wiring is bad what Mm -hmm. can happen catches fire. It catches fire. There goes your house. Because there's energy going through there. Yep. And it can create a spark. And all and fire needs to come to life is a spark. Is one spark and something to eat. Exactly. Which is both terrifying and really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like, fire needs so little to mm-hmm. grow. So think about that. And I think that. that's why fire is such a good representation of inspiration Mm -hmm. think about that in your magic Mm -hmm. if you are working toward a new goal Mm -hmm. and it's the new moon and you have a creative endeavor Mm -hmm. that you want to begin something you need some project some project and you need a spark Mm -hmm. what better element to work with than fire yep and if you can, I would say the best way to do that is to create a spark. Mm-hmm. In If you can, if you have the time and the knowledge, ye old-fashioned way by friction and mm-hmm. elbow grease. 
But if not, you know, a little butane lighter will, will do the job. But mm -hmm. sometimes I think putting the work in to make the fire is part of respecting the fire. That's true. I'll be honest. One of the most inspiring things for me is watching someone who is at a forge. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, that scene in The Lord of the Rings. I think it's The Return of the King mm -hmm. where the elves are remaking. Reforging. The, yeah, uh, reforging. Yeah, the, the, the sword. sword. Yep. And it is one of the most moving sequences because they've got the fire mm -hmm. and they're working it with the metal. Yep. But fire plays a big part in that to create this. And later, fire will destroy the One Ring. Exactly. It's a beautiful metaphor, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, in some ways, also goes back to the purifying power of mm -hmm. fire, right? So, like, recreating this kingly sword mm -hmm. for the one true king, right? right? The returned king mm -hmm. is an act of purifying it from the, the damage it endured mm -hmm. in the hands of an unrighteous king mm -hmm. and destroying the ring that Sauron created mm -hmm. and was using to control and have dominion over everyone mm -hmm. uh, is also an act of purifying that piece of evil out of the world. Yeah. Now, do we want to talk, go back to my favorite book. Yes. The Four Elements of the Wise, <laughs> Working with the Magical Powers of Earth, Air, Water, and Fire by Ivo Dominguez Jr. The Uses and Applications of Fire. <sighs> fire. Fire in the mind can be used for motivation, to bring about a choice or a decision. Mm-hmm. The gift of charisma or personal power. Yes. You know, have you ever, you know, been in a situation where you just haven't felt like that you are capable of inspiring people mm -hmm. or drawing people to you? You're having to take on a leadership yeah, role. Yeah, leadership of some kind. role, and you need people to, to follow your lead. Mm -hmm. Fire. Yep. Obviously, would be a, a wonderful partner. Bolstering courage. Yes. I, and I think part of that is because it takes courage to work with fire yes. to begin with. Yes, it does. Think so, about a fire eater. Exactly. So <laughs> so in a way, working with fire, even in small instances, mm -hmm. is a, a practice that allows you to build your courage. Mm -hmm. Which means it also can quell or help learn to control fear. Mm -hmm. um, you can also push through an obstacle. Because if you need to get through something... <laughs> and you do not have time to do it the water way. You don't have time to do it the water way. Do it the quick way and ask fire to help bulldoze your way through that. Uh -huh. You know, just eat right through that problem. Yep. And then for the body, uh, fire can be used for summoning sexual drives and libido. Yes, fire is the sexy element. The sexy element. <laughs> it's associated with passion. passion. Mm -hmm. Lust. Yep. Any of those things. Increasing physical vitality. Mm -hmm. If you are, you know, low on energy, then what you need is some fuel to get your, yep. you know, some spiritual fuel yep. to get your yourself going. And fire. I love fire-associated stones for this. Mm. So carnelian, mm -hmm. fire agate. Fighting infections and illness. You can use fire for the element of fire for that. Yep. What do you want to do with an illness? Right. Well, you want to consume it and make it go away. Exactly. And that is and that is actually the purpose of a fever, mm -hmm. is to raise That's... your temperature enough to burn off yep. the intruder. Exactly. 
And then for spirit, it's banishing unwanted spirits, cleansing unwholesome energies. If you mm -hmm. have some energy that uh, is negative or just unhealthy, yep. feeding it to the element of fire, you know, through ritual and spell mm -hmm. craft can be very helpful. A beacon to attract what you need. Yes, because I think we don't focus on this part of fire. We focus on the heat of fire. Mm -hmm. But fire is as much light as it is heat. Mm -hmm. Maybe more light than it is heat. That's and I love to put a candle in my window. Mm -hmm. And not just at Christmas. No, you'll... Gwen has a candle in the window at almost all of the year. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, there, there are some nights where I just feel like we need to put a candle mm -hmm. in the window to lighten the darkness. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, it feels, the energy feels right to mm -hmm. me. It feels open and inviting. inviting. yeah. You know, welcoming welcoming this place is a home mm -hmm. that welcomes you there's someone feeling. here who works with fire there is someone here who works with fire mm -hmm. exactly but i've always loved candles i, I love the ambiance of it mm -hmm. i love the energy of it and the relaxation of it yeah having a candle burning can actually just be very soothing soothing and what is what do we uh equate with soothing warmth mm. yeah Light, heat, warmth, mm -hmm. those things are soothing. They're comforting. They're comforting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My little offerings from the Four Elements of the Wise. Again, I recommend you get this book. It's a good book. So other stuff that you can do with fire. First of all, witches just love fire. Oh, yeah. We love fire, We baby. use fire in so many of our which works. Is which is ironic uh, when you consider some of the tragedies that have happened to witches yes, because of because fire. Because of fire, yes. Many, many a witch or an accused witch, more accurately, uh, was burned. Maybe that's why we, we like it. It's like, you know... We're, right, we're taking control of this. We're taking control of something... This threat. The, of this threat. So we use fire in a number of ways as witches and as pagans. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very common for there to be bonfires or campfires mm -hmm. with witches or pagans around which rituals are done. Mm -hmm. It's very common to burn things as a witch, mm -hmm. either to set like uh, a bay leaf on fire mm -hmm. or... Any kind of a spell. Any kind of spells being burned is very common. Uh -huh. People will often burn a sigil after it's been activated mm -hmm. or as part of the activation. Mm -hmm. Burning, obviously, representations of things you want to let go of. Mm -hmm. So like burning old journals. Jackson actually has a whole ritual where yeah. he, he burns his old journal what about gathering we gather around at fires at fires yep. we do our drum circles and we do our dancing mm -hmm. and our celebration we make the fire the center of our gatherings mm -hmm. we gather we do very much gather around the fire the fire mm -hmm. is the heart the heart of, of the of a community exactly and in the same even, way that the hearth is the heart of a home. Exactly. And even in, uh, because of COVID, you know, and we've mm -hmm. had to start doing like astral circles. Mm -hmm. And in my, one of my astral spaces is mm -hmm. a field that has a bonfire. Mm -hmm. And in my temple to Hakati, there is an altar mm -hmm. that has a fire. Fire, yep. Exactly. Sometimes also in, in more elaborate or theatrical rituals, you'll see people carrying torches, mm -hmm. or carrying candles. Mm -hmm. And candles are representative in most religions that mm -hmm. I've seen. You know, there's always some kind of fire present yeah. somewhere. And sometimes we, I think we use fire in a very utilitarian way. Mm -hmm. We use it to serve a function in a ritual rather mm -hmm. than as a part of a ritual mm -hmm. or as a partner in 
in a ritual. Mm -hmm. But candle magic distinctly is about the fire. It is. It is. And uh, Githa was just saying candle magic is my fave. Mine we as love well. Candle magic, I, I yeah. love candle magic. I love it for its accessibility. Mm -hmm. I love it for its extremely versatile utility. Mm -hmm. You can make it as complicated or as simple mm -hmm. as you as you need or want. You can pair it with other items, mm -hmm. uh, uh, with other spirit allies, yep. you know, with color and scent and plant matter and but, energies. Exactly. But but ultimately, the root of a candle spell is, is the fire. You are going to burn this candle. The flame. And it's going to melt. Mm -hmm. Which is the fire eating, eating the wick the and wick. melting away the wax. And building the energy to mm -hmm. release upon completion. Mm-hmm. There are some people who think that spells and rituals have to be very elaborate mm -hmm. to be effective. And I find that the simplest of mm -hmm. candle spells will Can always be incredibly job. effective. Yep. And sometimes I find myself doing candle magic by accident. Because I just <laughs> felt compelled to light a candle with yeah. no particular spell in mind. Mm -hmm. But in the process of having the candle lit and being forced to pay attention to it because mm -hmm. you can't leave a candle unattended. That's right. In the process of just having the candle in the room with me, a spell will come about. Yeah. And um, also for ritual, you know, as a pagan witch, mm -hmm. um, I have a number of deities that I work with, that I honor, and I light a candle for all, for mm -hmm. all of them. And in many ways, that is my offering. Yeah, it's, know, a, I, it's a sacrifice of attention and respect. Exactly. So I don't always have an offering to give each, you know, like a, a wine or food mm -hmm. or whatever, but I do have a candle. Mm -hmm. And so that, that is meaningful in that aspect that, that respect is being shown And the same with the ancestors. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I have a candle that I light for my mother now that I, yeah. that, yeah, we um, have uh, down on the ancestor altar that's downstairs, a bunch of candles mm -hmm. because some are for the ancestors in general and some are for specific, specific. ancestors. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like my father has a rainbow candle. Mm -hmm. I, I think that just is another way to show the versatility mm -hmm. of both candles and fire mm -hmm. because you can't have a candle if you don't, it, it's useless. It's, if it's you not don't serving a function if you don't set it exactly. on fire. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, yes, you, there are some very beautiful candles that out are there sort of sculptural. That are sculptural. I have one that has uh, the Van Gogh Starry, Starry Night. Night. I'm not going to burn that one. I'll be honest. But it's a display. It's a display at this point, not a candle. It's a wax display. It's a wax display, yeah. not a candle if you don't burn it. Yep. Jay Shabby is saying, I use fire, more specifically smoke, a pheromone. That's mm. another way that we as witches, yes, yeah. bring fire into our, our spaces and our rituals and our magic our all the time. We burn things constantly. Yep. yep. We are constantly setting things on fire. And while incense does serve as the air element, mm -hmm. you have to get fire involved in that process for and, it to work. And how many of you have experienced your incense <laughs> quitting on you uh -huh. because for whatever reason, the, the fire, fire Went out. went out. Yep. It stopped burning. You didn't give it enough fuel. Yep. You didn't give it, it didn't have enough of a spark or maybe enough, there's just not enough, enough proper fuel in the incense yep. itself to keep that combustion, that, that just soft little combustion yep. going all the way down to the end. And something I like to do is I like to take a, uh, you know, those little charcoal briquettes. Yeah. I like to take a charcoal briquette and put it in the base of my incense burner and just however long that going mm -hmm. is however long I'm doing incense. Yep. <laughs> so it's another thing where it requires my constant attention. Absolutely. I am constantly having to monitor. So I find that a very 
productive element of ritual. Join our tiger Amanda and relax with the salts of Wonderful Body Co. These soaks and scrubs, inspired by popular books and characters, are designed to delight multiple senses with fragrant scents and sparkling mica. You can also find rollerball fragrances and hair oils. With dozens of options available, you're sure to find something you like in the Wonderful Body Co. collection. This week, I'm recommending Magic Cream, a cocoa butter lotion scented with sweet almond, frankincense, and rosemary. Find Wonderful Body Co. online at wonderfulbodyco.com or go directly to the shop at etsy.com slash shop slash wonderfulbodyco. Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus. Let me set more stuff on more fire. More stuff on fire, yep. Hey, that flame. Actually, that's a good uh, time to mention something that uh, I do with the remnants of my fire, I mm. guess. Mm-hmm. So every time I light a match or burn down a stick of incense or set something on fire... Um, I gather up the ashes, the burned match or the burned incense or whatever, and I put them all in a jar that I keep until it is pretty much full to the brim. Uh, And then I I mix and use those ashes for making black salt and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't have to be using necessarily just the active fire mm-hmm. the remnants of fire the the corpse of fire if you will mm-hmm. uh, can also be used in your work mm-hmm. exactly and i think personally everybody should have some some handmade black salt black salt available mm-hmm. and it can be and my black salt is super simple it is salt i prefer a coarse ground sea salt but you can literally use table salt mm-hmm. if you want to mixed with ash that is it. That's, that's it. all that's in my black salt. Mm-hmm. And then if I want to refine it for a specific use, I take a small portion and I add other things to it. Mm-hmm. But my basic black salt is just salt and ash. Exactly. I think it's something every witch should have mm-hmm. in their arsenal along with regular white salt. Yep. And I personally find something uh, valuable in using the ash from my work. Mm-hmm. That ash already has power in it. Exactly. So it just enhances mm-hmm. the black salt with your with my specific specific intention magic and energy. And energy mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, exactly. So it's already specifically tuned to me. Mm-hmm. So another thing you can do to um, connect with the element of fire, if you don't want to or can't work with fire directly, mm-hmm. you can get the what's called vine charcoal sticks, or you can get compressed charcoal sticks. Anywhere you can get art supplies, basically, mm-hmm. um, and that is. Burned carbon. It is stuff that was at one point lit on fire, heated, and has now been compressed and bound with various agents to make a compressed stick that you can use to draw or write with. And so if you want to get some fire energy into something, but because of either restrictions, uh, practical reasons, um, either because you can't handle watching a fire or you have a fear of fire. Or you live in a space you, where yeah, exactly. you are not allowed to have fire. Exactly, if you live in a dorm or something where fire is not permitted, you can get fire energy by writing out your spells with charcoal instead mm-hmm. of with pen or pencil or exactly. with ink. You can also get little, um, usually on your phone now, you can get these little apps that have little candles. digital f- candles. Mm-hmm. You can get battery operated. You can get those little candles. electric candles, yeah, mm-hmm. that'll stand in for the the mm-hmm. real thing. Because it's got the sim, it's the symbology. Exactly. You know, you, you have to work a little harder with those, mm-hmm. I think, because mm-hmm. you have to put the energy of fire into mm-hmm. this non-fire object. Mm-hmm. But most witches uh, and pagans have some practice doing that anyway. Yep. If you're ever in a scenario where you can't have fire, just get something that symbolizes fire. You exactly. can even use 
the same kind of stones I was talking about earlier for, for gathering fire energy mm -hmm. to stand in for a fire. You can use fire agate. You can mm -hmm. use carnelian, these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It can be on your altar. And you can carry those stones with you. With you, yes. You've I got... carry carnelian with me constantly. And so you have that energy <laughs> with you. Mm -hmm. Like I use a pendulum, you know, to, to, to raise, energy. raise energy. I raise energy through carnelian, specifically mm -hmm. fire energy. I was going to say, think if I got a carnelian a pendulum. Yes. Raise of little up little me. whirlwinds of fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be a very strong mm -hmm. uh, energy raiser for mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> strong, strongly encourage that. Yes. Oh, one other thing I thought I would talk about that is it's to, to veer a little bit into science that I think is fun, mm -hmm. um, but is another way you could incorporate fire energy into your work and mm -hmm. is a way that many people do, consciously or not, incorporate a fire energy into their work. Spicy foods. Oh, <laughs> spicy foods. <laughs> So kitchen magic. Yeah. So so often, especially in hex work. Yes. Um, you'll see people encouraging the use of spicy things. Cayenne pepper. Peppers. Peppers especially. Various peppers. Hot chilies. Even garlic and things like that. But mm -hmm. that's a different kind different of different kind of. That's more earthy. Experience. Yeah. So so specifically here we're talking about spicy yep. foods. Um, Ooh, just imagine a ghost pepper in a spell. A ghost pepper in a hex would be hard. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But so the reason that spicy foods work as a fire substitute mm -hmm. and the reason they have a fire energy to them, even though they are mostly plants, mm -hmm. the reason your brain processes spicy foods as being hot Mm -hmm. The reason we describe spicy foods as hot and we feel heat in our mouths and we try to soothe it with water or with milk or with cold things, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. is because your taste buds are making a mistake. <laughs> so there's there are specific taste buds in your mouth called thermoreceptors that their job is to detect the heat of things, mm -hmm. like hot soup versus cold soup. Right. So that you don't burn your mouth. Mm -hmm. But accidentally, this is not their intended function, accidentally, thermoreceptors also bind to the capsaicin in spicy foods. Mm -hmm. So your brain, receiving this information from your tongue, which mm -hmm. is confused, mm -hmm. says that food has hot. is specifically hot, is producing heat. Mm -hmm. In your mouth. Mm -hmm. Burning. A burning is, sensation. Is, is a specific, a very hot, like hotter than anything you could otherwise put in your mouth. Yep. That's why you feel the need to drink things and to cool yourself down. And mm -hmm. it's why you even start to sweat. Yep. Um, you have a physiological response as if you are getting hot. This miscommunication in your tongue and the thermoreceptors and your brain has convinced your body that you have put something physically hot in your mouth. Mm -hmm. So the flavor of a spicy food is not hot. The flavor of a spicy food is the, the taste of the pepper. Mm -hmm. The heat is from the capsaicin interacting with your thermoreceptors. Mm -hmm. So spicy foods, anything with capsaicin is in it, will, to a human, inevitably create this feeling of mm -hmm. heat. So this is why these types of hot, spicy mm -hmm. elements... Yep are excellent as stand-ins stand for, for fire. fire because your body has exactly the same response to putting a pepper in your mouth mm -hmm. as it would to you trying to swallow a hot coal. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's why it's used in hex work, but mm -hmm. it could also be used in, in other forms uh, of magic as well. 
hot and spicy, you know, uh-huh. encounters. Passions. Passions, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. And uh, Elle says, humans love eating things that nature intended us very specifically not to. And yes, that is correct. That's true. <laughs> All you have to do is watch some of those videos of people eating hot peppers and stuff. Oh my, and, and trying to talk mm-hmm. and, and answer questions or just experience the ridiculously hot, spicy food. Mm-hmm. And what do we do? We laugh at their pain. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like, you know better. You did it. You did it to yourself. (laughs) This is your punishment. (laughs) But yeah, so that's why, um, that's why spicy foods taste hot Mm -hmm. to you. Why we describe them as hot uh, and why they stand in for Mm -hmm. fire and a lot of works. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, kitchen witchery tends Mm -hmm. to, you know, to get a a bad rap. No, but like candle magic, it's another one that's very powerful. It is. It's just more accessible and people don't like accessible things. Exactly. But you have so many of these mm-hmm. fire elements at your fingertips yep. in your kitchen. Yep. Make use of it. Even if you don't have any spicy stuff, and order a pizza and get those little red chili flake packets. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. You don't have to put them on the pizza. Just take those packets, put them in your cupboard, use them for magic. I am, I am not a person who likes really hot and spicy mm-hmm. things. But I will have those things for my magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're very useful. They're very useful. And Especially if you can't have actual flame. Yes. This if is another one which actually... is a great substitute if your environment or your situation makes it so you can't actually burn something. But you actually need to do a spell that has the element of fire represented mm-hmm. as, like, as a main part of this as spell. As a major component, yeah. As a major component. So like if Think you... about making, you make a spell bag. Yes. That you, um, that you can't, you know, you're not in a place where you could burn it, mm-hmm. but it needs the element of fire within it. Put those chilies in there. Yep. Or bury it in hot pepper flakes. Bury it in or... hot pepper flakes. I mean, you've got, you have options. Symbolically yeah. consume it with fire. Exactly. You just have to do, again, that sort of energy work of saying this here currently represents fire. And partner with fire mm-hmm. and say, this is, you know, how I am, I'm working with you through this element. Yep. Through, through this tool. Through this tool. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's everything I wanted to cover. Was there yeah. anything else you wanted to cover? I don't think so. I think we've I think we've talked the nature of fire, the, the danger energy, and utility of fire. The danger and utility, how we need to respect mm-hmm. aspire respect and honor fire. As a spiritual ally. Mm-hmm. And of course there's plenty of deities you can get to know who a are lot. fire deities yeah. and we don't need to go into all that. I mean, you for can... that matter, reach out to Prometheus, the OG. Uh, right? <laughs> He's the OG of of, uh, of fire gods. So, <laughs> And he's always been human friendly. Right. Always very pro-human. Bro. Suffer he's for a bro. It. Go, go send Prometheus your love because uh, he's having a bad time at all times. Forever. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We're going to call that it for this episode. Yep. You can find us on Google if you Google the number three and the letters P-A-A-C. Or the number three and the words pagans and a cat. We have assorted social medias. Yep. We're on Facebook. We're on Discord. Mm-hmm. We're on Twitter. Um, you can read my blog posts on Patheos Pagan. Yep. We have a Redbubble. We have a Patreon. If mm-hmm. you would like to support us, those are how you can do so. And we do thank and love all of our supporters. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you for all of the uh, of how you've supported us over the years and some of the sacrifices you've made yes. in order to support us. So we we deeply appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate and love all of our listeners. Yes. You guys are the reasons we keep doing this. You keep us coming on every week. That's right. With new topics. By force. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because I still remember when we were bi-weekly. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But now it's gotten to the point where it's, it's normal. It's normal. It's normal now. All right. We are going to say goodbye. Yep. Have and a we wonderful will, week. We will see you next week with our fifth episode of the Elements series mm-hmm. on Ether. Have a good night.